transformation starts in your mind. What you think is what you feel is, is what, what you, you do. do. I'm Suman Mangra. And I'm Rose Body. Welcome, Welcome to Mind Your, Your Thoughts, Thoughts Podcast. Podcast. Hi and welcome to our um, episode today. We'll be talking about letting go, mind how you let go. And this is part two, which is from a request from uh, yourselves as our listeners. Um, as you may have seen on my um, Instagram live, we had 75% of you had decided that you wanted to hear about letting go again. So um, this is your bonus episode of letting go. And we hope we can deep dive into some extra things or expand on the things we talked about in that episode. And I have to say, um, before I get Suman, who is with me um, to, um, to speak, I have to say, when I listened back to that episode, even I was like, wow, I didn't realize I let go for so many things and how much things came into my life. It was like absolutely amazing. Even I'm like, I actually need to let go more. That's what I felt anyway. That That's not my feedback from that episode. Actually, I would say it's one of my favorite. I think I've got loads of favorite, but listening to that one again, really reviewing it. I would say that was my favorite, but it also reminded me how important letting go is. So with that in mind, let me hear what you thought when you listened it back to the uh, Mind Your let, Letting Go um, episode soon. Then. Yeah, thank you, Rose. So, yeah, uh, honestly, it's something that um, we've spoke about before anyways, of reviewing our previous episodes and, you know, just making sure you know we're kind of up to date with everything and i'll be honest i've not always had the time to do that so this was a great opportunity to listen back to that episode in order for us to i better prepare for this episode but also i kind of i think i was just being mindful we don't want to like talk about the same stuff again just making sure we're bringing that extra value and content for the listeners but i was actually really impressed <laughs> with ourselves i thought oh pat on the back moment it actually was such a good good um episode and listening to it it was funny because right at the beginning we said oh my god this is such a big topic we're probably gonna have to do another episode on it and isn't it funny then how we're in this space now where we expanding on the topic because it was gonna happen at some point and i'm glad it came about this way and i'm not surprised that the audience voted for this to be the topic so again i think like yourself listening to what we shared about there's so many different elements of things where we let go and we tied it into how we manifested things for ourselves with the art of letting go and i think the biggest intention when we actually were talking about the topic at the time we didn't think about the impact that it has in the space of manifesting which is of course my speciality um so that was quite fascinating to see how it actually ties together uh, with manifesting and creating that dream life creating the life that you want letting go is a massive part of it so yeah there was a lot that came up and it was uh, it was it was just fun to listen back to and make some notes on the back of it but i think 
something that was quite interesting that we only touched on a little bit was around past experiences and I think I was trying to expand in my mind what else is it that people struggle to let go with so there's a couple of different things here that we've got um one of our listeners has obviously reached out to us um I say obviously it's not obvious to the listeners <laughs> between you and me Rose but we've had a listener obviously reach out to us and say that there's something that they're kind of like struggling with letting go so we're going to discuss that a little bit later um but I know that as we were discussing this yourself and me Rose we've talked about how it's a bit of a process it's letting go is part a small part in a bigger process um with regards to wanting something to change in our lives and something to shift and create something different like they say if you keep doing the things you've always done you're going to keep getting what you've always got so letting go seems to play a big part in that so i think it'll be great for us to start off on that angle and then kind of expand from there if um you wish Rose. so yeah, i know no, you've got a fantastic makes... little um you know t uh, part of this topic you want to speak about so i'd love for you to dive into that um so with you saying that it's true letting go when we when we look at letting go people always think about that part but they don't realize how it's actually the whole part of the the change process now people hear the word change and they always freak out but the truth is that that is one consistent the one thing that's consistent in all of our lives well actually it's not just the one thing there's a couple of things and um, from your living the, the other part is that I always say this there's two things one thing that's guaranteed in life you you're born and you will die and then the other thing I would say that is you can't get away from is change yeah. do you know what I mean no 24 hours I would say no 24 hours is the same no week is no no actually hour is the same and yeah. no minutes is the same you might think it is but it's not one because as a minute go by you get older so therefore we have, for the to, we have to let go of thinking <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> you know every day I'm getting older as a minute goes by I'm a minute older so it's different we'll never see that same minute again yeah yeah so these these are the things all part of the the change process so with that um in psychology they have a thing called the change curve there's also the model of change and there's different aspects of it part one of um, this episode of letting go i remember talking about experience letting go of the experience but then what's come up to me is that we manifest what we need so as i was listening to this i then found this change curve because I always work with the the um, change model where it goes through the different changes you know you're deciding you want to change da, 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 da. but this curve really um, worked out well for this series so it starts off with you being in in shock which is part of change so you're like okay this change is going to happen but you're kind of in shock because you know what this is somebody said do you need to change a b or c I would say this is probably more for if you were in work, if you're in a work scenario, professional scenario, and you say your manager comes and says, oh, you know, we're restructuring, this is what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. So you'd yeah. be in shock. So but then this is also making me think, sorry to just dive in there. Uh, it seems like when there's big changes that are needed, it'll often come in this format where it's a big shock first. That's what came to me. Yeah. That, and okay. that's, correct. that's correct yeah but it doesn't have to be big changes because 
actually what's the, what is a big change you know not to go off topic yeah. but really what's yeah. the big change we're talking about isn't it? yeah but we we're also talking about us actually comparing something a bit like a box you have a box you haven't got never seen another box in your life and you think your box is the thing and then i come along and my box is way big and you're like oh my box is i always thought thing. mine was something yeah you had nothing to compare it with so someone who's never gone through change just something that i may think is small could be huge and vice versa so that's where the shock comes in. And then okay. after that, the, 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 let me put my teeth back in, the denial. So we're denying that we need to actually change. Yeah. And that's where we get into this whole resistance of not letting go because we're in the shock of it. We don't want, you know, the feeling of the shock, the pain, the fear, all the rest of it. And then we have this feeling of actually... I don't need to change. Why do I have to do that? You know, you know that attitude because I yeah. know I've been yeah. there myself. You know, actually, yeah. it's not me who needs to change. It's him. It's her. It's <laughs> them. That sort of thing, and, and, and that causes us not to want to let go. Because if you're in denial, you're not going to really let go of something. And if you're in shock, are you going to really let go of something? No. And then my favorite part that comes where I have been so many times, and I know a lot of people have been here self-doubt so when we doubt something we definitely cannot be letting go and yeah. i'm hoping yeah. this makes sense i think kind of links to the denial go. doesn't it because of the doubt yeah. we have been denial almost there's a catch-22 with those two points yeah but this the self-doubt could be i'm thinking on the side of okay i need i see this change now i'm over the shock i'm over the denial and i now say i probably do need to change however or i need to let go of that thing however i doubt that i can i don't know how to do it so you doubt yourself have i got the ability to actually let go and let god have would you say that, that links to that self-belief stuff that you specialize in so the yeah. self-doubt is very much like not having the self-belief is what i think is that coming up for me that's correct. And that that would that would be the case of those beliefs that we have within ourselves are probably quite geared towards why we doubt ourselves. So example, the, the best example of that, I can actually give an example of myself. A long time ago, before I started in this space of coaching and um, I become more comfortable with talking in front of people. I was in a work, I was in a work situation and um, my manager at the time said to me that she wanted me to present this particular, um, we was put, we was basically installing a new system and she wanted me to um, present it to the board of directors. Now, honestly, I just freaked out. I was like, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I don't know this stuff. Do you see the self-doubt? So all I did was freak out because I was constantly going, I'm doubt, 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 because I didn't believe I was good enough. So I doubted. So my beliefs and my self-doubts were connected. So the beliefs brought the self-doubt. And that's where I work with people to turn that around and say, well, actually, are the beliefs? Are those beliefs true? I also believe that I needed to be able to sound like, you know, I've got a very, everybody who's been listening to us on, on this podcast, I've got a really Northern accent. And do you know what I mean? It's really broad. And I know I'm quite loud. I was like, okay, I can't do that. Board of directors, me. Oh, she's too common. She's this. Plus she does she's the wrong color. I could, 
all these thoughts were in my mind. So all yeah. these beliefs I had about myself, some of them were from society, some of them were from growing up, some of them were probably just my own doubts. You know, some yeah. of them, as I've shared before, could have come from my 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 maternal mother because of we 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 pass on doubts and fear and all the rest of it. So that's where that self doubt comes in, and the beliefs are connected with that. So now the next stage in this curve is the letting go because you've now worked through the shock, the denial, the self doubt. You've gone to yourself actually. I'm doubting this, but actually maybe I need to move on. So I was giving you the example of being in the work position and the, the manager saying to me that I needed to present. So I get there and she told me I had to do it in a particular way. Basically, I had to do what she does, but I'm not her, I'm me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I tried to do it like her. So much anxiety that I was sweating so profusely that I was like, oh my God, I need to get out of here. And the board of directors faces looked as you I was trying to do this presentation and the presentation wasn't working and I saw their faces and then it was at that point I stopped doubting myself and I let go and I let go of the fear of saying well all the things that I was saying that uh, how I sound how I look what I know what I don't know I was like actually I've been doing this I don't know I was like I don't like to fail I don't like to get anything wrong. Mm. So this other rose kicked in, which is the letting go part. So I let go of all my preconceptions of myself, yeah, that I think everybody else is thinking me. And I decided to just do it. And I, I said to I just basically said to the the um the board of directors, right. Let's start again, because this isn't going the way I want. I'm not going to do the presentation because it's not even my presentation. You can imagine my manager's face. She was not best pleased. And then I started to explain to them about the system because I was the one who was implementing it. And I was like, I'm not doing it her way. And I started to do it. I started to calm down and let go of the anxiety, the self-doubt, the denial that I could do it, the shock of having to do it. I let go of all of those things. And actually, because I let go of that, I went to the decision of doing it my way. And that's the I next also feel step. in this example, the way you've described it, and I do recall you sharing this in a, a different episode as well. Yeah. Not, not in this much detail, I don't think. But this bit about your manager said, do it a certain way. And that would have put additional pressure on you. And I think there's an element of here, you've letting go of maybe a little bit of the people pleasing you know we have that obligation about being a certain way with our managers or certain people in our circle whether it's family whether it's friends whether it's work um and you kind of even let go of that people pleasing like i know if i do it her way i'll keep her happy but i'm still struggling here i'm letting go of that and she's probably gonna be unhappy with me but i'm okay with that <laughs> there's probably yeah. a bit of that that happened yeah. there and I, th I think what happened with you saying that extending the decision of me deciding to just do it my way yes it took off a massive amount of pressure yeah and he actually said well if I don't do this right me doubting myself it was like okay I don't I'm just doing me so if it doesn't work it doesn't work <laughs> that's really what I guess so I actually let go of that and the next stage on this um on the change curve is decision so I actually let go to make a decision and the decision was for me to just do me and tell them how I saw it. And by the time I'd finished, 
I got an, and basically you would say in most people, you say you got an applause for it, but they were like, okay, yeah, I think we need to implement that. And that's the last stage of this curve is integration. So I've given an, a practical example, but if you think about in your life, when you let go of anything in your life and you get to that stage that you make the decision, that's when the integration, the change happens. Yeah. So does that make sense with the example I've given, how I've talked it through? And that's how we let go. But sometimes we don't, most of us get stuck in the, most of us get stuck on the side of the self-doubt, yeah. the denial. Yeah. We don't even get to self-doubt. We're still in the denial or most of us are still stuck in the shock. Yeah, that makes sense. I think to so many different people's experiences and things that they need to change in their lives and whether even if it's been with myself or clients I've worked with or even like I'll be honest even my friends and family circles when I see repeated patterns it's so interesting you're absolutely spot on <laughs> people are stuck which means uh, the parts one to three the shock the denial the self-doubt um I know we're recording this on video as well so just for the video purpose if people are seeing me looking down I've got my little good old pen and paper here I'm just writing down all these like notes as you go along because obviously this is fascinating stuff and i hope our listeners also have pens and papers at the ready when they listen to us i know a lot of my uh, circle of listeners have said to me that they love to get a good cup of tea and sit down and listen which is great but i would absolutely recommend it's almost like we we do little lessons don't we sometimes yes. in our yeah. sessions our, our episodes and um, there's always great nuggets to take away but yeah those first three for sure then we get to the space of needing to actually do the act of letting go and then that and moves on to the decision up. and the integration that's yeah that's when you start to go up because if you think of a curve i mean the only way i can illustrate it starts here yeah at the shock so you're here and then you will going up at this end but then you start to go down to denial yeah down to self-doubt the curve starts to go up when you get to letting go and then you get to decision and then you're right at the top of integration. That's so change. interesting. There's some other thing that's just come up for me and it actually came up for me when you started talking about the different parts of this change curve. It reminded me a bit like the grief process when yes. somebody's suffering some kind of loss or they're going through bereavement or grief and there's elements of that off the top of my head. I don't remember all the steps, but I know even in that there be this whole being in shock, being in denial, and you have to go through these certain processes in order to rise from it, from the hurt. It's almost like you have to hit a rock bottom in order to rise from it. And that's just part part and parcel of that process in a different context. Because if you think about it, it's a change. You know, even if you, you know, this is something that I don't, I don't think we- So dealing with change is what I would say grief is, isn't it? Yeah, it's to do with change because you've you've lost someone who's been in your life, who's been regular, who's been const- constant in your life, and you now have not got that person there. Although I believe that they're still with you in some shape or you know they're, in, they're with you in a different form. Yeah, that's what I believe um, too. Yeah, I can't just go and say you know knock on the door and say you know Jennifer or whoever it is or John. 
how are you today and see them physically and give them a hug for you as a, a, an individual you know whether it's that well, it does it could even it could be a friend it actually could even be an animal anything that anything that is it, it, it's not where it was before is a change do you know what I mean it's like think about it. we say we've got a change of the weather yesterday it was sunny today it's rainy <laughs> you know um so that's that's what a change is but part of part of that change process is letting go and that's what most people if you don't connect it with the the process of, of change the letting go we think it's something separate but it's actually part of a process and if you understand the parts of the process that's where it becomes easier to um to manage that manage that but it also makes it also makes sense because one of the things I I looked at when I looked at this curve, I related it to myself with my business and how I was doing, you know, how I've been going. I'm going, OK, so why haven't I got to the next stage and got to the decision? Because I've probably not got past the self-doubt. And yeah. so I've not got to letting go of certain things I want in my business. Why I haven't got to the decision of getting to the next stage and even it made sense to me where I am in my journey and so it's it's just fascinating how when you start to understand the the working parts of change and that that element of change the letting go is part of that but it's also the rise of you going up that curve from out of the valley and going up the mountain yeah, yeah. so the yeah. Something I did want to just touch on, and I know it was something that we didn't originally plan to speak about, but because I've brought up this topic of grief, it's just something that's just occurred to me. So something I hear in my family being said at times, and not every family member, but some family members, and I don't know if this is like a cultural thing or something, I'm not sure, but a saying around when the elders in our family have been talking to each other about things where they've got some you know, heartache or pains or loss or grief. The saying is this, you're never going to be able to get over that. Oh, that's always going to be the way. You're always going to feel that loss. You're always going to like, I'm trying to translate it because it's always said in Punjabi in my household, but they say the pain's never going to go. The pain's always going to be there. And I can't help being the person and the work that I do just finding it as such a negative thing um, is such a negative way to look at things and choosing to hold on to something that's an issue or a problem. Like if it's a hurt, heartache or if it's a loss and it's having that. And I think we, we did touch on this in our previous episode that we did on this topic. Our happiness is a choice. We're choosing whether we'd be happy or not in the situation that we're in. And also we're choosing whether to let go or not. And I feel like when I hear it, I'm like, why is this being echoed and kind of again in our line of work it's the wiring the more we hear it the more we believe it the more the community is like yeah that's normal we're supposed to hold on to grief we're supposed to hold on to hurt we're not supposed to forget our loved ones if i feel okay about it all of a sudden i don't care about that person or i don't grieve them or it's like impacting the relationship or somewhere there's this weird i don't know if i'm making sense in what i'm saying but there's this weird thing attached to almost do not let go do not let go of the suffering it's part and parcel of life keep suffering till the end of days and it, when I hear it it bothers me so much because it's so against everything I teach and believe and I think wow that's just so again it's just my perception and my opinion for me it just feels so wrong like 
No, uh, life and death is part and parcel of everyone's life. It's something you said right at the beginning when we weren't even thinking to talk about this topic. You just came from using, you said it's something that's just, you know, birth and death is, is part of life cycle of a person, of any living being. And um, yeah, to think of people who think, oh my God, I've lost something and so I need to keep thinking about it or mourning it my entire life. I find that very personally for me strange. Um, you can mourn people in different ways and you still remember them and honour them in different ways. Like I always believe in honouring people who have passed in my life. I honour them. I still think of them. There might be moments I still have my sadness might come at times, but I don't stay in the sad space because I don't mm-hmm. believe that's serving me or serving that person's memory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know I've rambled on a bit there, but any tips or your thoughts on the back of people who be in this mindset? What 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 comes to you when I've just shared that? Do you know what? Thank you. I'm going to say thank you very much for sharing that because that is such a valid, valid point. And as much as you were thinking that you rambled on, no, you was making so much sense because I was listening to you and I I can give you an example. My dad passed when I was barely 13. I'm now in my 50s. So it's 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 actually 40 years now thinking about it now. I believe that my dad lives on in me. His memory will live on in me because I talk about him all the time. I then also wonder about what would he what would he have thought of me when I was 18? What would he have thought of me when I was 21? What would he have thought of me, the man that I married? What would he have thought when I got divorced? What would he have thought with? And I always yeah. come to think that. So I think, you know, the the I think it was my grandma who always said that memories live longer than people do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the memory. But for me, it's always remembering the good times. The hurt will still be there. It's only time that eases pain. It eases that pain. Time eases that pain. Let's say time heals. That's a big saying, isn't it? But you don't have to. It doesn't mean because it's healed yeah and you've let go of the pain that you've forgotten the person but sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's even but even slavery we need to understand and remember what happened but we also need to use that in a way that we can turn it and sometimes people think oh forget about that no you don't need to forget about and we learn from it and the same as if someone's passed what can we remember good about them that moves us forward that's the way I look at it I mean that's that's my personal opinion it's just how I live my life you know I've I lost my dad very very young I could still imagine 40 years later what kind of person would I have been to my children if we look about because remember we impact the people we have around us yeah so if I'm still in pain they've got a saying hurt people hurt people so true so we've I mentioned this in other episodes and loss, I think it's such a yeah it's such a pivotal yeah. point isn't it yeah so for letting go of the hurt and keeping hold of the joy part you know all the memories I had of my dad 
pre being the age of 13. I remember all those things. And the funny thing is that I've met a, my partner, which we talked about in when I said how I'm manifesting because I let go of all the anxiety. He reminds me of my dad in a lot of ways. My dad used to play the guitar. He, he's, he plays, you know, he plays the bass. He plays the guitar. He's, you know, he loves that sort of thing. So have I not attracted through my dad's memory kept him alive by finding somebody who's very similar who on a daily basis reminds me of him just silly little things he does yeah. reminds me of my dad so I because of that memory and the joy and the happy things I think I've attracted I've pulled somebody towards me who is very much like and to bring that back dad. into your life yeah I love yeah. that yeah I mean, this we never planned to speak about. I don't think we never planned it to go that direction, but it yeah. was just fantastic that you brought that. And me letting go of the hurt part of losing him, but remembering all the good things and the joy of him being in my life. And I was lucky to have him for the small time I had him. That's yeah, the way I look of at course. it. Because there are some people so, who don't even have that. And we touched on this as well in that last episode about um, always knowing there's somebody who's got better situation than yours but there's always going to be somebody on the other side who's got a worse situation than yours and it's that's just the way it is in life for anybody in any situation that you're in and absolutely like you're going to have people who like I'm fortunate enough to still have my dad about and he's like you know in his 70s at the moment and you know going strong bless his soul um, but yeah again you get people who never met their dad or their dad just was never in the picture or you know and even when I watch these documentaries about people who have tried to find their biological families and doesn't even know that their dad was somebody else just so many stuff out there so yeah I think yeah we have to sometimes just with what we the cards we've been dealt and again we did touch on this in the previous uh, episode that we did yeah make the most of that situation and and try and drive the best from it I do feel like people who stay in the space that um I have to stay hurt I have to keep holding on to the hurt otherwise I've not honoring that family member I think um, a space in that space might be them focusing on lack because I feel like loss yeah. is linked to lack, something missing, yeah. a void. Yeah. And if you keep doing that, you'll keep manifesting more lack, more loss. And I think I, I just and again, I really appreciate you sharing your you know, personal story here because that's obviously such a deep uh, experience of yours. Uh, but I think it's such a fantastic way that you've dealt with that in order for it to bring something good into your life like focusing on the good memories the joyous times has brought more joy and good times to you almost so yeah I think I'm glad we did touch on it because I think it's a fantastic part of letting go like if you can let go of these things you can manifest good things even when the thing that you're working on of the change curve is, is something that might be quite devastating at the time but definitely um yeah time heals and I think it's just great how you've come on the other side of that the thing is that, right, I mean, even talking, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, if you think about life, is like this. When we start to let go of something, we can also talk about it. When we can't let go of it, can we actually articulate it? Because the pain sometimes stops us articulating that. Not only that, do you really want to look at it because it's that painful? you don't want to do that so and not only that sharing it helps somebody else going through it I mean this is the purpose why we do what we do here 
yeah it was yeah. one of those things you you know you said to me we've always got really great life experience and there's so much nuggets to put out there my, my experience me talking about my dad is bringing his memory and obviously however long this podcast stays out there somebody probably in the ether in 25 years hears it and goes oh I remember Rose Body's dad <laughs> do, do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. she said his dad was this so his memory got it lives on do, yeah. you, do you see what I'm yeah. saying and mm. this is sometimes what we forget that you know although the person may have gone, this may have gone, this may have gone. It's still those memories. If they obviously, if a memory isn't as good, that may be not so nice to remember. But how, what do you take from that? Because there's always one good thing in every situation. Yeah. Yeah. We can probably pick 10, 10 bad things, but if you take your time, you'll find one good thing. And that may be the case of, it taught me not to do that again. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? And I yeah. always say that, yeah. oh, that didn't go, that didn't go well, but what did it teach me? Not to go down that road. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I like know? that. I think that takes us nicely onto this uh, part that I wanted to bring in here. Again, more than likely I've mentioned this before in other episodes. I have a seven day challenge that I offer clients who want to work with me. And uh, it's all it is, is over seven days, there's seven short videos you will watch. And they're literally just 10, 15 minutes long, roughly each. And on the back of that, there's a little action step you will take. So it's, you know, it's a seven day challenge to rewire your mind and start, start on that journey of changing something for yourself. Now, the very first thing that I work on with everybody is releasing uh, guilt and shame. And I will like to add in that hurt. I mean, even though I've never structured it that way, I think that's part of this whole, sometimes a feeling that a person might have. So uh, when I talk about uh, letting go of guilt and shame and hurt, an example I gave in that little video is when we're driving, we always look forward. You know, when you're going somewhere on a destination, we look forward. Yes, you have a rear view mirror and you have your side mirrors. You use them now and then you have to check in them because you can't drive safely without looking in them sometimes. But you cannot drive safely if you keep looking in that back mirror. If you keep your eyes on that rear view mirror, you will have an accident at the front of you because you're not paying attention where you're going. You're not keeping your eyes on the road. So this is how we need to think about things that we have, any feelings that we hold on to for past experiences. You know, I know it was brought up before about how can we get over past experiences. So this is just something I wanted to share here. One way to think of it is, yes, they're there. Yes, they serve a purpose. And yes, at times you need to look at them exactly echoing what you said, Rose. Use it to learn something from it. How can I do things differently? Or what is that telling me? Or what can I take from it? A bit like a rear view mirror. Yep, I can see in the back mirror that that car's that much far away from me. So, you know, when, when we do our driving lessons and tests, they, they teach us about you need to be looking in the rear view mirror to assess where you are and it makes an impact on the decision you're going to make about which way you're turning or something. Um, you just need to glance in there and you need to know kind of what's going to be aware of your surroundings. So I think it's one of those. Our past stuff is part of our surroundings, part of our journey. We do need to like glance at it, but don't keep staring at it. Don't stay in that space. That's not how you're going to progress in a safe way. So I just wanted to share that. I think there was also this element we were talking about beliefs sometimes that we can be stuck on and letting go of certain beliefs. I remember discussing this with you, Rose. You had a really fantastic take on that. I'd love for you to share that with the audience. 
because I know your speciality, as you said, is around beliefs and self-belief. So, yeah. I think with regard to um, letting go of beliefs, we have to be aware of them. So yeah. the self, the yeah. first element of the whole working on the beliefs is that I believe self-awareness. And most of us don't know what our beliefs are. So we can't let go of something that we don't know. It's a bit like... There's a leak in the house, but I can't find it. How can you repair something that you can't find? Yeah. Um, so what I normally do with my clients is get them to, um, you know, I love journaling. I love writing things down because it brings you to attention because it's like you've got it out of yourself and you put it in front of you. So what I do with my clients to get to the point of what they are believing about things is to actually monitor that throughout the day. Even I've done, I, I still do that from time to time. If I'm finding myself going down a road, which I'm like, why do I keep thinking that way? I will monitor my um, beliefs. And I think it was in our last, session that you gave me a great idea called the self-belief MOT so um, I'm going to work <laughs> on doing something with that but yet what we what I do what my clients do I get my clients to do is for us first of all to be aware of what those beliefs are because yeah. you might be just doing something all the time as you said the person wants to let go of a particular thing in their life and I think you mentioned this about um you had one of i think one of the people in one of the groups that you have has sent a message saying they want to get rid they want to let go of frustration now what are they believing that's making them feel frustrated so if it's a frustration about i don't know say your partner does something um for example your partner doesn't he, he'll put the i can give a good example of that in my own life my partner will have a drink i've washed up yeah, I've washed up and he'll have a drink and he'll put the glass in the sink. Yeah, and I will get frustrated because I'm like, why didn't he wash it up? And the thing is that I'm thinking, he thinks I should do it. it should, do you know what I mean? So my yeah. thought is that he believes that I should do it and I believe he should do it himself. Do you know what I mean? And that could, it's holding on to me. I'm saying, well, why do I think he should do it? Because that, that's me saying, putting a rule. So yeah. I had to examine, yeah. not apart from what he does, I've had to examine what I'm saying. Now I've got a rule that if I wash up, if I wash up, everybody else should wash up after me because I've done my bit. And that's my rule. But then it might not be their rule. So you see, that's how you examine that belief to them be able to let go. And now I'm just like, oh, he's going to continue doing it. And we had a conversation about it. And he said he's been doing that since he was his child. And his mom used to have that same conversation. So at his age now, it's very highly unlikely he's going to change that habit. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, just forget it. Just don't worry about it. But I had to examine how I felt about what he was doing and mm -hmm. that's what was causing my frustration it's not the frustration it's what we're thinking that's causing the frustration but we first have to examine those beliefs but before we even examine them we even have to be aware that there's something wrong and if we don't want to do that and that's where the denial comes in we don't want to we want to be you know deny that it's us and it's somebody else so we have to look at all those things hopefully that answers no, that's really good, actually. And I think it's great that you touched on that because of what our listener did say to us. What they actually said was that they're frustrated. They want to let go of frustration they have around people not respecting their boundaries. That's what, what was uh, brought to us. And I thought 
it's good for us to talk about this to not just help that listener but if anybody else listening is in a similar boat um so i'm great i'm i'm really grateful that you went through that explaining it that way and i'm hoping that's going to help that listener and any other listeners out there in that space um something i did want to talk uh, a little bit more on and i know that i touched on it again in the last uh, episode that we did of this topic uh, was around the manifestation of my baby which uh, we got that our beautiful baby boy now he's coming close to being nine months old i can't believe that we've been doing our episodes and our podcast going for this much time before i was even pregnant and then up through pregnancy and now him nearly being a few yeah. months away from being one it's it's mad <laughs> it just feels so mad to me but it's it's brilliant um but i remember there was definitely a lot of letting go i did around that time uh when i did conceive him and i know that i may have talked about this in previous episodes but i just think it's something that's so massive for me as my experience for in the whole context of letting go so as i've mentioned in previous episodes as well i've been on a fertility journey like i used to call it the infertility journey i like to now call it the fertility journey um because i think there's power in our words isn't there and you know every time we call it infertility or i'm struggling with infertility we're just manifesting more infertility issues so my fertility journey was all around you know having an expectation and this touches on expectations and letting go of expectations is massive as well i think um and just having this expectation that as soon as I get married, I'm going to have kids straight away. Or some people out there that have a little timeline in their head that at this age, I want to have a baby. And then at this age, I'm going to have my second baby. Or if I want to have three babies, I'm going to have it by these ages. That doesn't always work out. Like sometimes for some people it does. That's great. But at times it doesn't. And sometimes we can get frustrated with that, that this wasn't my plan of action. Like I'll be honest, the big thing that I held on to was I wanted to be a young mum. I never wanted to be quote unquote an old mum. Um, and you know, it's something that plays a factor now, but it's not the end of the world because I'm not the only woman at my age having a baby and there's women older than me having babies. And of course, if I want to have more babies after vision as well, I'll just be even older for that, <laughs> that child. So that's just something that's part of what it is. But the fact that I feel young, I act young. I feel like a lot of people tell me I look young. That goes in my favor. It's all great. But I think there was this big pressure around me with family consistently making their little comments and just friends as well that, you know, oh, what's going on? Ain't going to have a baby. Don't you want to have a baby? You know, to the extent of there was a stranger on our street. I say stranger, but she's like, she's a neighbor, but she's not somebody I'm that familiar with. I don't even really know her name, but she knows like, you know, my mother-in-law who I live with. So she she stopped me one time. And she's just like in Punjabi saying to me, girl, listen. And this is what when I was in my job, I was on my way to actually work. So I was on my way to the bus stop to jump on the bus to get to work. And she stopped me and just said, girl, listen, work isn't everything you know. You should think about starting a family. You should think about starting a family. You should you owe it to your mother-in-law to make her a grandmother. And I thought first thing in the morning, I do not need this conversation. I do not even know who you are. Like, who are you to come to me and say this to me? Like, and not understanding that if I could have had a baby by now, I would have. She didn't know my journey. She didn't know my struggles. And I had to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt that there's just people out there that A, can't be bothered to mind their own business. But, you know, it just is how people's mentalities at times that they don't think 
when they speak to people. So it really raised my awareness, first of all, of how I speak to other women in my shoes, because I was also that person at times just being a bit ignorant and a bit oblivious, saying to people about, oh, you're not going to have another one, or, oh, have you not had a baby yet? Like, oh, no, don't you want to be a mum yet? And it's like, actually, reality check. So part of me is grateful for the experience I actually went through, because it actually mm -hmm. taught me a lot. And it's, you know, it made me look at things in a different way in this space. But the biggest thing was, you hear it a lot. And it's kind of, I think, especially in the, in Indian films, you get it a lot. So I've obviously grown up watching a lot of Bollywood and this thing around if you're a, a barren woman, oh my gosh, she's a barren woman. She can't even create life. She's got this, that. And I'm thinking, even in that space, you don't even know if the woman's the problem. Sometimes it could be a, a both the couples, you know, the partners, or it could be just the, the, the male partner who's the issue and the woman that can actually is very fertile and can can have babies but it's just the issues going on with the other side of it so i'm like people don't even really know the context but they blame the woman and so first of all there's this big thing that we carry in our communities around the woman getting the blame because you're the one who's got to carry the baby have the baby if you're not having the baby there's an issue with you that's a big thing that i had to deal with and let go of and also let going of this concept of you're less of a woman if you're not had a baby if you're not been a mum you've not fulfilled your duty and what your purpose is of being a woman. And I'm mm. thinking, I am a woman with or without a child, you know, and I really had to come to terms with that. I am good. And it's kind of, I had to apply the energy to this, like what we talked about in the previous episode around partners. When I wasn't getting anywhere with finding a partner or the right partner, you know, I was finding people, but not the one that was the right one for me. And you and me both, Rose, we spoke about, we were just happy in the space we were in. We, we just got happy with ourselves, content with who we are, where we are, and just being like, I'm happy how I am. If a partner comes great, if they don't, that's okay as well. And I just applied that mentality to this situation of mine. I thought, you know what? If a baby comes in my life, brilliant, perfect, amazing. If not, still brilliant, perfect, amazing. I'm still good. I'm still happy. I'm still content. I'm still, you know, it doesn't make me less of a woman. And... I know because I've worked on my mindset so much over the years, I think that really served me in this space so much. I needed it so much because if I wasn't the person I was, the way I was listening to other women in the same boat as me really broke my heart because I really wish I could. I know it sounds really strange and I don't know if you ever feel like this rose with clients, but you know, there's people around me. I feel like I wish I could just get into their heart and their mind and really? kind of do a bit of like my, my rewiring, my plumbing, my electric work and be like, change the way you're feeling, change the way you're thinking about these things. Because um, even I was on an app at the time that tracks your ovulation and kind of helps you with monitoring where you're at. So, you know, the optimal times to try. And my gosh, in there, there's a secret chat section. So you can't see who the people are. Everybody's got a random name and a, um, you know, icon uh, associated with their account. So you can never put it down to who that person is. You'll never know their identity. It's all anonymous. But the amount of chats around women who were expecting to be pregnant and then they their period came on they were so devastated they all were writing this same kind of thing i'm so upset i can't stop crying it's really broke my heart when my period came on and even in that space i shared a comment and i said you know what every time that period comes on of yours that's actually something to be grateful for because the problem would be a bigger problem if your period's not happening if you're not having your menstrual cycle, you're not having this part of the cycle that's 
going to enable you to conceive a child. You know, it's part of the process. And I just find it fascinating that there's so many women who are so upset over it. And I just felt like, and I shared it in that space and I'll share it here now. Do not be upset in that space. I know it's easy for me to say this, but I've been through it and I went through a good eight years of this. So I'm, I'm not saying it in a light way. I went through many, many months of being like thinking I was pregnant, doing my pregnancy checks, getting the negative tests again and again and again and again and again, so many times, but still going and being like, it's okay, it's fine. And be like, you know, actually, I'm grateful that my periods come on. I'm grateful that my body's doing what it needs to do. I'm grateful that that's happening for me. So that was a big thing that I had to let go of, of not being upset about when a period happens and it's not happening that month or the month I wanted it or the year that I wanted it. It's fine. But after that, when I was um, looking at other things as well, I had to massively let go. And this was a massive one for me. I had to let go of certain people around me. I didn't even know this was an issue for me. But there were people around me that were affecting my energy, affecting me physically. I didn't realise being such a big empath, I was absorbing so much and taking on things that I didn't even realise I was taking on. And when I let go of that and those people and those connections and those energies that were affecting mine, wow, like within like a month I conceived. So I don't want to talk about it in too much more detail. I think I've talked about it enough extension there. If anybody wants to know more or wants to speak to me about this, please reach out to me on my socials or email us. Um, you know, we always give our email at the end as well. Uh, but yeah, do reach out to me. Um, I know this is a massive one for people, but I think women who are going through this, or even couples, should I say, it doesn't, it's not always just the woman, couples who are going through infertility or going on their journey of the fertility journey, um, letting go is a massive part of the process. There's things that you need to let go of in order to unblock whatever's going on with you emotionally, mentally, and physically to allow the life creation to come. So. I, you know, I don't know if you've got any questions or thoughts on the back of that share, Rose, but I did really want to share that in today's episode. One of the things I would like really love you to share is, and I think this would be really helpful for people who are actually on the fertility journey. Three things that you think you let go of that were the most three key things that you think that you let go that really helped you to to have um, Vision, who I cannot believe is nine months. I remember when you was pregnant, so the time was just like, oh, whoosh. Um, three things, if you can think of three things or that you let go of in that period to get you to the stage where you actually conceived, what you may think of, you know, it'd be different for everybody, but you may have things in your mind that you know of. I think that would be really key. Okay. Um kind of putting me on the spot but let's think I oh, guess I'll sorry. just you know that's fine that's fine I think it's good I think sometimes catching ourselves off guard really gets us in the moment of what's really like going on um so I think the number one thing was that that big expectancy and that pressure on you're not a woman you're not a full woman until you're a mum I got rid of that expectancy I thought no I am a woman no matter what like, I think a lot of women feel this as well with the relationships as well of if you're single, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not fulfilled. You are fulfilled whether you're single or not, whether you have a child or not. You know, you are a whole complete person no matter what. So that was definitely number one. Um, I think number two would be people's expectations around me, especially the community I'm in, the Indian community. Um, you know, that they like, especially I think the generation before us, yeah. their whole life purpose was only... You need to get married and you need to have children. If you don't do those things, you have not fulfilled your life purpose. 
you know and i think it ties into that first point i was done making but it it's like they just feel like i don't understand how can you be married and not have children or you know don't you want to have children that's why you should be getting married and it doesn't always work out that way for people so why make a person feel that way so first of all community needs to stop being that way that's a whole other topic but i think when community is being this way and we're all in the middle of our own communities that be a certain way we have to build a, a shell kind of a, a, that resilience needs to be built there you need to build a resilience around yes people are going to say these things but don't take it personally don't absorb it and don't believe it too the biggest thing like be again touching on that thing we talked about beliefs be mindful of what your beliefs are and do you really believe that so for me it was like i had to really yeah work on that that people are saying this expecting this from me it's got nothing to do with them they might be saying all these things but when a child comes in my life and i'll be honest because a child is in my life now where are those same people that woman stopping me on the street she stopped me on the street again just to congratulate us but she's never once come to my house to see the baby she doesn't even know what our baby looks like i don't think and i'm thinking you made it such a big deal and made it your own business to want to me to have a baby what it had nothing to do with you so i think yeah we have to just let go of what people are saying and let go of those expectations that people hold of us and yeah try to really keep yourself strong in that space and the third thing i let go of i would have to say for me again it's my very personal journey here was like i said that connection there was um you know i had a certain friend in my life at the time and i got a lot of love for this person still and you know by no means criticizing this person in any way shape or form got so much love and respect for them but they continuously used to talk about their infertility issues with me for many years way before i was even married this is how long i knew this person i didn't realize that was going to impact me i didn't even think up to any point that that was impacting me because i thought well that's their thing that's their journey that's got nothing to do with me but all of a sudden when i hit marriage and then i was facing similar things and i was talking to this person on a daily basis so it's very intense my relationship with this friend of mine and on a daily basis to talk to somebody and in between we're constantly talking about this topic it's almost like that person was kind of maybe glad that i was sharing the journey with them because they had somebody who could sympathize and empathize and understand what they're going through um but until i didn't move away from that space and that person and that whole conversation i didn't make any changes for me so there was that i will add i know you said only three things one thing I also did was I remember this person giving me advice around uh, following a gluten free diet and changing their whole diet around trying to conceive. And I remember looking at her saying, no way would I change my diet because I'm such a foodie. I was like, no, I wouldn't do that. Like, nah, not on my watch. However, I did actually work with a fertility coach where I did a massive diet change. And the three months before I conceived made a big change uh, to to when I conceived because I had to let go of that concept that I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I let go of that and said, just do it, do what needs to be done, whatever it takes. If you really want this, you know, or you want to give it a go or just experiment. I had to let go of that, um, that, that, uh, thing, th th thought process I had around, I don't want to change my diet because diet was linked to the hormonal balances for me. And that's what made a difference as well. That's Thank you very much for that. So it's, um, I mean, we've gone through, <laughs> we've gone through so many, uh, th this episode has been a journey <laughs> in itself, really. Yeah. And yeah. I would still say 
we still haven't touched we've only hit the tip of the iceberg with this yeah subject because you know that we we haven't really gone through the we, we we talked about the manifestation but i think what would be really good is for us at some point to do another re rethink go should i say go through this again um the letting go and actually show people maybe go through a um, I think we talked about this, but, you know, go through a session where we showing people to do a, a session and maybe inviting people on so we can do a session with them. Um, you know, I think that would be really something that we could. Yeah, visit. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it's such a massive subject. And as as you as the listeners have heard us talking, it is letting go is only part of the change journey. Yeah, it's only a piece of that, a piece of that pie yeah so we have so much more to go through but what I love that you said Suman is that you know you had to let go of your own expectations of what it means to be a woman and what your you do you know what I mean what you what it means to be a woman for you but then you also had to let go of the expectations of your community and what they expect of you as being a, a female within your community and then connections certain connections where their energy was and their where they were pulling you and taking you from from that direction you wanted because it I suppose in a way what I'm hearing what you say is that their thoughts and words became your thoughts and words and when that you happened know, so I don't even know when it happened it's like blurred because it was so much over a long period of time and constant yeah because well you know what they say you are the sum of the people that you have around you. So <laughs> the five people around you, you yeah. know, I always yeah. say this to my partner, you know, if if you've got five broke friends, you're number six. If you've got five wealthy friends, you're number six. So imagine somebody's going on about their their fertility journey and it's not um it's not positive, it's more negative, and you've been there with them. Well, you don't realize how much we we pull people's energy in us especially the people who are connected to us and we are very influenced in ways that we don't see so physically we might not see it but energetically we are so yeah, it's really good that you said that and then the last thing that you said which I think is really important is letting go of a poor diet which I still need to do but anyway <laughs> <laughs> letting go of the diet because sometimes we don't realize that the things that we are we are doing so when you when I said about this subject being big we haven't even talked about things like food yeah we haven't yeah. talked about connections really we kind relationships, of relationships yeah you know we've we've looked at relationships probably we've talked about i think a big one would be for us friendships because i know we talk about yeah. partnerships but friendships yeah. and work relations again we've touched on it but there's so much there yeah. exactly so with that i would say we should really sum up and and wrap up really because yeah. otherwise yeah. we'll probably be here this will be another Oh, it'll probably be two hours because it's just so <laughs> subject. And it, it's, it's, you know what? It's been absolutely fascinating. I mean, the subjects you've brought up for me today, what today has done for me is one, it's realized that we started talking about something and we always do this, Suman, and it's only ever a piece of the pie. And then when we start, when we start looking at it, we start actually making the pie so that we can actually cut it up in pieces and give bits to people for them to digest and yeah. you always say 
food for thought. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we do. So there's been so much for me. I can't even pick one part because there's just been so much. The part where you brought up about um where we brought up about um losing someone and the pain of losing someone is quite impactful for me because it makes me realize how I deal dealt with my own grief and how the way I've used it to move on and how it's all connected and and yeah. how I've let go of the negative and brought in the positive. So now with that, I'm going to ask you, what's your summing up of this um, of this episode? So for me, I think my key um, highlights of the episode, should I say, definitely what you've just said, the part about loss, grief, you know, I didn't, we didn't plan to speak about this, but it went in that direction. And I think it was a big, massive thing. And again, we only scratched the surface. Uh, so I really appreciate you sharing your journey there. And I think bereavement and loss, that element of, you know, letting go of things like that is, is definitely very deep, very like means different things to different people. So I'm glad we touched on that. Um, I'm grateful I had the opportunity to talk about the whole fertility journey. I think that's again for people going through similar things I'm hoping that I can help in some way by sharing my journey and there was massive letting go happening there in order to create what I did but I'll be honest even if like vision hadn't come along um say I was still in the space I was over a year ago I'm happy to say that yeah at least I know that where my focus was I can still go forward I can still do things in life I can still achieve things because I'll be honest having a baby is not easy we all sit there thinking oh I'll just have a baby but it's come with um, challenges a massive schedule change routine change energy change like my sleep schedules all over the place and that impacts me in different ways now so it's not the easiest thing to have children either so sometimes you don't realize what a good place you might be in actually to not have a baby around at that time so focus on what you can whilst you've got that time and energy and space um of course but yeah i think that so those two big topics we talked of i think were great and then finally i would say definitely the change curve you're speaking through those key steps and letting go being part of that process. I wrote that all down. I think that's fantastic. I know I use this kind of stuff a lot in my work, um, but I was it was just great to revisit that and for you to go through it in detail. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. So that's my key takeaways from this episode. Thank you, Suman. With that, we're going to wrap up. And um, as always, we'd love to hear your comments and your feedback and things that you've had challenges with. So if you've got challenges with letting go, as both me and Suman have said, Suman is really good with them, with the manifestation side and especially with the little ones now because that's you know she's she's gone through that and myself if you want help with um your self-belief working through that changing that that self-doubt I'm also here to be able to help so the best ways to um, connect with us is on our Instagram page which is mind your thoughts podcast and you can also email us on inquiries at mindyourthoughtspodcast.com and we will soon be having um a, a web page um, which we're looking at releasing but we will update you on that further at the end of one of our episodes so with that I would say we will both say goodbye and mind your thoughts thank you for listening to us today next time you feel distraught remember to mind your thoughts 